And all God's people say it. Amen. Grab your Bible. While the choir finds their place, just remain standing. Grab your Bible and turn with me to John chapter number 4. John chapter number 4. We'll read a couple verses and then let you sit down today. Isn't the Lord good? Oh, my stars. The Lord is so good to us. We don't deserve it. We don't. Listen, we haven't earned it. It's by the, the grace of God that we have anything that we have. I'm going to heaven not because I've earned it, not because I deserve it, not because I've done something to get it. I'm going to heaven because God had mercy on my soul. And God has shared his grace with me. If you're going to heaven, that's the only way you're getting there too. Nobody's going to get to heaven and throw their thumbs on their their lapel and say, look what I did to get me here. Uh, Listen, it ain't going to work that way. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Ain't nobody going to be bragging in heaven. The only bragging that's going to go on is bragging about Jesus. Amen. Woo. I'm out of breath already. Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a, a cold and wear a vest too. Amen. That wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done. Amen. Listen, I want to I encourage everybody, I want to encourage everybody, while I got your divine or, or your undivided attention, uh, I want you to really be praying about being faithful to our, our Bible conference coming up. You can call it Revival, Jubilee, uh, Bible conference, you can call it whatever you want to, but I really, I really, how many of y'all have, have, have been enjoying the, uh, uh, the Bible devotions, the daily Bible devotions? If you were not here last week, I, I gave you a, a three-week Bible devotions leading up to the Bible conference, and we still got some out on the table, so if you wasn't here last week, pick you one up, and you can follow along with us. And uh, I want you to know what you've got in your hand right now is the most powerful thing on this planet. There's not a nuclear, there's not a nuclear-powered missile that is as powerful as what you've got in your hand right now. And listen, I, I, I want you to fall in love with the Word. It's going to be really disappointing if we can, we can put a car up on this platform and pack the building out and then have a place and a time where we study the Bible and nobody show up. And all that tells me, all that tells me is we're more interested in entertainment than we are edification. So, so please help me with that. Be faithful. If you love your preacher, if you love your preacher, the greatest thing you can do is be faithful. Be faithful. Just show up. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Dr. Craig Edwards is one of my heroes, and I I guarantee you, you're going to leave with your cup running over. Amen? All right. Look in John chapter number 4 and verse number 1. John chapter 4 and verse number 1. We're continuing. We're going to finish what we tried to uh, start last week. And so we're going to do just a brief reminder and then then get into the, the finishing part of this message. All right? John 4, verse 1, when you're there, say amen. amen. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made uh, and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. He's going north up to Galilee, and he's got to make a pit stop. Verse number 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. Say that with me. And he... Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. 
For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If you only knew. Boy, I, 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 everywhere I go, I, I, people have questions and people have, and I just want to say, if you only knew, if you only knew what God had planned for you, he says, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest asked of him and he would have given thee living water. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your mercy. Thank you for the privilege of being here today. Lord, I, 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 don't, I don't take this for granted. and Lord, I enjoy it. And this has been a blessing to me. Every song has, has just ministered to me and helped me. And Lord, I, I, I pray that you'll give me the words to say. I pray that you'll fill me with the Holy Spirit of God and give me the unction from glory to deliver your word in such a way that it's understandable. And everybody can leave here and say they got what they needed. And Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. Please help us today. Please help us. Lift up the discouraged I pray that, Lord, you'll put a kick in the pants to those who need it. I pray that you'll challenge those who need it. I pray that you'll convict those who need it. I pray that you'll uh, just bless those who are in desperate need of your touch. I pray that your perfect will be done. And, Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. What's the title of the message today? All three of you. All right. What's the title of the message today? Everybody say it. God wants us to be. God wants us to think. God wants us to act. God wants us to love. Are y'all with me? He wants us to behave just like Jesus. It is pre-planned, pre-planned, predestinated that we be conformed to the image of his son. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. He wants us to be just like Jesus. And if we're going to be just like Jesus, we're going to have to know what Jesus was like. And so we've gone through, and last week, I'm not going to spend too much time because I spent a whole uh, message on it last week, on being filled with the Spirit just like Jesus. We learned that when he came and he was baptized at the River Jordan, the Spirit of God descended upon him in the form of a dove, and he received the Holy Ghost. Jesus in his humanity received the Holy Ghost just like we do at the moment of our salvation. The moment that you come to God, the moment that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You are baptized into the body of Christ by the Spirit of God and the indwelling Spirit of God is in you forever. And so at that moment you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says after that, he was filled with the Spirit. Say that with me. He was. He was filled with the Spirit. Not not in terms of filling a glass with water. In other words, he got more of the Spirit. It's like the air filling the sails of a sailboat. Pushing and influencing the movement of that sailboat. When you are filled with the Spirit, it means you are controlled by the Spirit. It means you are guided by the Spirit. You are led by the Spirit. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 
You are influenced. You're under the influence. Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, not under the influence of your carnal flesh, not of the influence of the culture of society, not under the influence of your peers around you, but we need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He says he was... He received the Holy Ghost at his baptism. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, but then he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. Now keep in mind, what's the title again? What's the title? Come on. So guess what? All that you need. You need to receive the Holy Ghost just like Jesus. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost just like Jesus. Now you say, preacher, I'm saved. There's no doubt about it. I know I'm saved. Well, then you have the Holy Spirit. Now the question, does he have you? Are you living your life? Are you waking up in the morning and surrendering and submitting to the filling of the Holy Spirit and the influence of the Holy Spirit? Are you too busy doing your own thing? Well, if you've got your own agenda, you can't be just like Jesus. You got to understand something. What did Jesus say over and over and over? I didn't come to do my own will, but the one who sent me. I must be about my father's business. That I cannot do things of my own, but the one who sent me. Jesus came to fulfill the father's will. If you've got your own agenda and you're so busy with your own stuff, you'll never be just like Jesus. And I want to clarify something last week. You know, I said we spent 20 years building a 2,500 seat crowd and a 2,500 attendance crowd. And, 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 and we've got a DMD at 21 and I want to, I want to build this next one. This is my deal. Here, here's what I, I, maybe I can explain it this way. We've got a crowd of 2,500. I want to turn them into an army. I don't want you just to attend and say we had 2,500. What good is that if we're not making a dent in our community? They're, they're, we're, we're, not getting, we're not getting points for how many people gets in this building. Are y'all with me? We're supposed to be making a difference in our community. We're the salt of the earth. We're supposed to retard decay and corruption. And we're supposed to make a difference out there. What I want to do is turn that 2,500 into people that's just like, are y'all with me? Say amen. But you can't be that until you learn to be filled with the spirit. And that's not complicated. We'll get to that in just a minute. And I'll tell you why that's so important. But he, was, he, he received the Holy Spirit at his baptism. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. That meant he was completely submitted to the influence of the Holy Spirit in his life. And he followed the leadership. He followed the leadership. Now, where are we getting that from? The Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. That's where all this started. That one verse is where all this started. Because you see, you see that, wasn't the, that wasn't the route they normally took. The route they normally took would cross the Jordan River and go up the other side of the Jordan River, the east side of the Jordan River, and totally avoid Samaria. Samaria was nasty to them. Samaria was corrupt. Samaria was wicked. Samaria was evil. They didn't even want, they didn't even want to get any of the dust of Samaria upon their feet. We'll just avoid it completely. But it says, no, I got to go. Now, why did he have to go? Because he was being, come on now, that's right. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the deal. I bet his disciples saying, what are we doing here? Jesus knew because the Holy Spirit was leading him. Are y'all with me? Say amen. 
He was empowered by the Holy Spirit and he made disciples. That's what we, that's what we talked about last week. Now, here's where I want to go. Here's where I want to go. This is going to get real practical now. This is going to get real practical. Uh, if, 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 we're not making, if we're not making a difference outside of these walls, all right, I need everybody's attention. This is going to be a short sermon. At least act like you believe what I just said. <laughs> Nod your head or something, amen? If we're not making a difference outside of these walls, it doesn't really matter what we're doing inside of these walls. Because Jesus left us here to reach the world, not build a commune. Are y'all with me? And so how, how are we going to make a difference? How are we going to make a difference? We're going to be. Come on, y'all. Y'all need, listen, from now on, stop by the coffee shack and grab your coffee before y'all come in here. Amen. I need y'all to wake up. We're going to start mixing it with Red Bull. <clears throat> And you, <laughs> you'll start seeing noises in here. You'll be filled, amen? All right, everybody good and awake? Everybody good and awake? So how are we going to make a difference in our community? We're going to be? Let's see how Jesus was. Let's look at this, all right? John chapter number four. They're traveling through, they're traveling through, and, and he stops, he stops at a well in Samaria. Now, three things I want you to write down. This is in, in point number two, all right? In point number, or actually, yeah, point number two. Uh, how, was, how was Jesus? What do, if we're going to be just like Jesus, what was Jesus like? First, A, write this down. He was obedient. Say it with me. He was obedient, obedient to the Spirit's leading. He was obedient to the Spirit's leading. That's the key. That's first. That's got to come first. That's got to come first. Now, here's what you're going to find that's going to happen. I, I, know, I know you want to hurry up and skip. I know you want to hurry up and skip to where, where the woman believes and, and she goes back and tells everybody and, and brings the whole village out. And I mean, it's a really cool story. It really is. I mean, it's great. And, and, and you want to see the message and you want to see how, how Jesus, what he said to get her attention and to, and to change her life and all that kind of stuff. But, but some of y'all, some of y'all are at a place where you need to be obedient to the spirit when he tells you to forgive your neighbor. You're, 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 really not, you're really not ready to share your story yet because you got some issues in your life. And, and, and you're going to find out, you're going to find out hurting people have a hard time helping other hurting people until they get healed. Usually hurting people hurt other people. And the Holy Spirit may say, hey, I want you to be just like Jesus. But in order to do that, you got to get some of this stuff out of your life. Obedience to the Holy Spirit is not just witnessing to who he tells you to witness to. It may be, hey, you need to quit watching that stuff on TV. Hey, you need to take that computer and throw it in the ocean. Hey, you need to start treating your wife with respect and love her like Christ loved the church. Hey, you need to, oh, it's getting quiet in here. Listen, I want you to make a difference in your community, but the difference you may need to be making right now is in your own house. What kind of hypocrite would you be to love people on the street if you won't love the one in your living room? Tempted and tried. 
world. He was obedient to the Spirit's leading. It's amazing. You see, sin is so devastating. Sin is so hindering. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But I I want you to know this, that sin is easily taken care of. So why do I know if I got sin? You know. You know. If you don't know, you may not be saved. Because if you're truly saved, the Holy Spirit's done told you seven times what it is. So let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. You know. Amen? Now, let's, let's, let's just let's say we've learned that. All right? We've learned that truth. That, that, that being obedient to the Holy Spirit is not always just about witnessing. It's about getting things right. It's about getting things right. Now, once you're right, now you can listen. Now you can listen. Now you can be obedient. Now you can do what he needs you to do. Now, in this particular situation, he was obedient and where he went, okay? He was obedient where he went. He must needs go through Samaria. He didn't take the traditional route. He didn't avoid. He went where God led him to go. I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find out that the Lord has a sense of humor. He'll lead you to places. You're thinking, are you sure? Do I have a witness? He'll bring you in the presence of people that you'll think, oh, no, there's no way. There's no way. Oh, yeah. Just be obedient. Pray and obey. Say it with me. Pray and obey. Say it with me. Pray and obey. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The more you obey, the more you'll be able to recognize his moving in your life. I'm telling you, there is nothing as important as being sensitive and submissive to the Holy Spirit of God. And I, let me, let's, let's, don't, let's don't all be just totally spiritual. Here's the thing. I, I, I want us to be just like Jesus to make a dent in our community and make an impact in our community. But let's just be honest. We need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. How many of y'all got teenagers in here? <laughs> y'all are ashamed, ain't you? You don't even raise your hand. How many of y'all know you need the Holy Ghost to, to, to not kill them? Y'all with me? So this is not just about, this is not just about God's business. You need the Holy Spirit for your business. Amen? All right, secondly, 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 secondly. When he speaks to you, obey. If he tells you to witness to somebody, obey. If he tells you to encourage somebody, obey. If he tells you to call somebody, obey. If he tells you to say, hey, have a good morning, obey. Come on, guys. It's that simple. It's not complicated. We've made this whole Christian thing so complicated. It's not complicated at all. How many of y'all know you can smile even when you don't feel like it? Let's, let's try it. Smile, everybody. Come on, come on, smile. I want to see your pearly whites. Come on, Junior, let me see them teeth. Come on, there you go. I see them. Come on, look here. Smile, smile, smile. See there? See, you can do it. You can do it. You know, that's what people are needing today. Now watch this. Watch number two. And I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm, I'm making a point with that. Number two. Number two. What was, what was, what was A? What was A? He was, obedient. he was obedient to the Spirit's leading. Say that with me. If we're going to be just like Jesus, we have to be obedient. to the Spirit's leading. All right. Then look at the second one. Look at the second one. B. 
he, was, he, he had something to offer. Look what it says in verse number, verse number nine. Verse number nine. Then saith the woman of Samaria, how is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Watch this right here, verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst ask of him, and he would have given thee. You know what Jesus knew? He had something to offer. I want to I be real. Just put your pen down a minute and look at me. I was reading. I was reading this week, and uh, and I was I was trying to I was trying to find I was trying to find the most feared diseases of man. All right, and it kept coming up the ten deadliest, you know, and it was talking about heart disease and all kind of stuff that we don't really think is the deadliest, but they really are. But that's not what I was looking for. I, I was looking for what we are afraid of most. You hear the word cancer, and man, it'll just whoo. It'll just, it'll just, man, down to the bone, it'll chill you. You hear the word AIDS or HIV or, or any of these Ebola and, and, and these real fearsome and fearful diseases. And, and we, we here in, in the world, we are afraid. We're afraid of death and we're afraid of dying and we're afraid of these type diseases. And, 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 and rightfully so. I mean, some of them are terrible. They're just terrible. And, and, and we have this, but Jesus said something that was most intriguing. He said, don't fear the one that can take the body. Don't fear. In other words, don't fear the person on this planet that can kill your body. The one you need to be afraid of is the one that can take your soul. That's what Jesus said. Who could cast your soul into hell. In other words, there is not one single earthly disease that you should be more afraid of than sin itself. Now, here's the point. Here's the point. Now, if, listen, if you had the cure, if you had the cure to cancer. Now, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many of y'all know somebody, you're related to somebody that's been touched with this, this devastating Terrible, terrible. Raise your hand. Now think about this. How would you feel? How would you feel? How would you feel about the person? How would you feel about the person who had the cure but wouldn't give it out? Think about that. How would you feel? You saw your loved one suffer. You're dealing, you may be dealing with it yourself. And going through the treatments and all of these things. I know several right now that are dealing with this and fighting this and they're troopers. And, and man, my heart goes out to them and I'm praying for them and, and all of this. But if I knew that there was somebody on this planet that had the, that had the cure, that had the ability to cure all these people and they wouldn't do it and they wouldn't tell it and they wouldn't share it. I just don't know how I would feel about that person. No, I'm pretty sure how I would feel about it. I just can't tell you. Right? Don't look at me all sanctimonious. Y'all ain't no better rednecks than me. Come on. Am I, am I right? But guess what? Someone can die of cancer and go to glory. There's a lot of people in heaven right now for eternity that had to suffer through cancer, but they're in heaven and they're healed and they're going to get a brand new body and it's, it's great and it's, it's okay. 
It's okay. We have hope. I'm going to see them again. They're going to have a brand new body. And they're not going to have hurting anymore or pain anymore. That's wonderful. But guess what? Guess what? This thing called sin that everybody is condemned with and everybody, we're, listen, we all have it and everybody in this world has it and you have the cure. You have the cure. And the American church is playing church. And they're so interested in coming to a building and being entertained and, and having a, a psychotherapist stand on a platform and tell them how good their life can be. And then they're busy doing everything else and they won't tell nobody about the cure to the most devastating thing that they could ever face. Because if they leave this world without Jesus, if they leave this world in a, in a, in a, in a situation of being lost, they're going to spend eternity in hell. So if, if we think... So bad about the guy that won't share the cure to cancer. We're a hypocrite if we won't share our story. You have no idea what you have to offer. You have no idea what you have to offer. If you're a born again Christian, if you're saved, you have hope to offer. You have peace to offer. You have eternal redemption to offer. You have an escape from hell to offer. When's the last time you've had something to offer? I met with a, uh, I say met, I was in a place of business this week. I was in a place of business this week. And, uh, and I said, how you doing? Uh, uh, I said, having a bad day? He said, I'm having a bad month. I said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I said, well, listen, what, what, and I just started talking. I just started talking, just trying to encourage her and and share with her. And I said, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about me. Let me tell you my story. And man, we had a great conversation, a great conversation. She was just looking for a smile. She was just looking for somebody up. Now, now, listen, I've been in these businesses and I know what these people put up with. I, listen, y'all lucky I'm here. If it wasn't for the anointing, I wouldn't put up with you people. <laughs> How many of y'all got to work with the public every day? God knows. Come on, people. Right? And the sad part is, now I'm gonna just get, let me just get on my, I, I'm sick. I'm on medicines. Ain't no, ain't no telling what I'm going to say. So y'all just got to forgive me today. All these people working in these restaurants today and y'all going to leave here and every other church people going to leave here and be rude to all them people? No, shame on you. Amen. Amen. And they've got to, they've got to do all of that and we're supposed to be the one with hope. Now, 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 y'all, y'all good? Everybody good? Everybody good? Watch this, watch this. Do you realize, do you realize that there's, it's, it's a great possibility that all of those disciples passed that woman on her way to get to Jesus? Because they left him in the well, went into the city, and she was coming out of the city at the same time. There's a great possibility, and I know none of them spoke to her because they were shocked that Jesus spoke to her. Are y'all with me? And they were so busy. Now, stay with me now. Stay with me. Stay with me. Put your seatbelt on. Don't be fidgeting. Looking up. We're not praying yet. Everybody look at me. Come on. They were so busy with their own agenda. They were so busy with their own problems. They were so busy with their own appetites. They were going to get something to eat that they failed to see somebody who needed something that they had to offer. Amen. 
But Jesus saw it. And by the way, write this down somewhere on that paper. Write this down on that paper. Take this. Jesus took initiative. Jesus took initiative. Write that down somewhere. Some some of y'all ain't going to get this, but some of y'all will. Jesus took initiative. Jesus took initiative. What does that mean? He didn't wait. He asked her first. He took initiative. Listen, we, 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 some, of us, some of us, we may share our story if the Lord hits us in the head with somebody. When we should be leaving our house hunting somebody. We should be leaving our house seeking, God, give me somebody today. Let me share my story with somebody today. God, let me see somebody who needs what I have to offer. God, I have eternal life to offer. I have hope and peace and joy to offer. I have the answer to the world's problems offer. Lord, let me see them today and hunt them down. And take the initiative. All right, start with this. Start with this. Number one, this ain't in your notes. I'm just flying. Let's try this. Let's try this, ladies and gentlemen. I told you it's going to be very practical today. Number one, first step, first step, smile. This may be out of your, your, your norm, but do it anyway. Come on, say it with me. Come on, say it. How many of y'all have ever looked in the mirror and seen what everybody else is seeing? You say, that's just my face. That's, that's, my, that's my adjusted It doesn't, do you realize it? I'm going to tell you why some of y'all are tired. Y'all so fatigued and you say, I see you on Facebook saying I'm so tired all the time because you're frowning so much. There's more muscles it takes to frown and smile. That's why you wore out. This world is depressed enough. They are down enough. They are discouraged enough. We need to be leaving this building. Listen, with our face looking like a possum eating glue and we're tickled to death because I'm going to heaven. Ain't nothing the devil can do about it. He has forgiven me of my sin and I have the grace of God in my heart, joy unspeakable and full of glory and somebody else out there needs what I got. The reason people ain't flooding these doors is because when we leave these doors, we look like whatever we got is contagious and they don't want it. Smile. Say it with me. Say it with me. Say it with me. And be nice. Be nice. You know what I could have easily done? I'd gotten shots. I felt horrible. I don't like shots. They're of the devil. Can't breathe. My head's all stopped up, and all this. And when she was doing it, you know, I could have said, "Me too." Oh God, I had to get a shot today. Oh Jesus, help us, Lord. Now y'all laughing. Y'all think I'm being? I, I, listen, I read your Facebook post. Don't come in here like that. You know, it, it don't cost. It don't cost a thing to be nice. And just upbeat. I go through drive-thrus all the time. I mean, I just want, just, just be upbeat. Even if you don't feel like it, fake it for about three minutes. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what, what spark that you may plant 
and what seed that God may bring somebody to himself just because some Christian believes in what they got. Amen? Smile. Be nice. Be kind. And take the initiative. Jesus said, give me something to drink. Now watch this. Watch this. He didn't need nothing to drink. He didn't even care about nothing to drink. Because when the disciples came and offered him something to eat, he said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. What was he doing? He was using an excuse to engage this woman for her need for salvation. Are y'all with me? In other words, in other words, you being friendly is not just being friendly. You're wanting to offer them and, and use a reason to get their attention. Say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Are y'all with me? He was obedient to the Holy Spirit. Listen, he knew he had something to offer. He had living water. He had eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, you all, if you're here today and you're saved, you have something to offer that this world desperately needs. Number three, now it's going to get a little tight. Number three, write this down. He was unprejudiced in his actions. He was unprejudiced in his actions. Watch this right here. This woman was shocked that he talked to her. He, she, she was shocked. She was blown away. Now, let's think about this. Everybody look at me so I can explain this. Everybody get the, the, the big picture. All right, the time of the day is in the dead heat of the sun. Hottest part of the day. Hottest part of the day, okay? The women would come to the well, but they would do it in the early part of the day or in the late of the evening where it would be what? It would be cool. It wouldn't be so hot. That's when, that's when the society ladies came. You know, the classy ones. Y'all with me? The one, the upstanding citizens, but, and by the way, there was a closer well, there was a closer well to the city than the one that they stopped at. She not only was going in the hottest part of the day, she went in the hottest part of the day, but she went to another well that most people wouldn't even go to. What does that tell us? She was trying to avoid everybody. She was trying to avoid attention. And then once we hear the story, we find out she'd been married so many times and was shacking up with the ones she was with that everybody in town was probably talking about her. Hello? Y'all still with me? If you have a tendency to talk about the people that show up to church, or, 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 or anyway, I ain't going there. I hope you... The disciples wouldn't talk to her. The culture, the, the you know... The, 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 the sophisticated women, she's coming here because she's got a bad reputation. She's got a bad, and by the way, Jesus knew about that bad reputation. He knew about that bad reputation. Now watch this. She's a Samaritan. Said, what are you doing asking a drink of me? I'm a Samaritan. And the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. You see, these were technically in their eyes a half-breed people. 
They were half Assyrian and half, half Jews and that mixed when they went into uh, captivity and, and they, they created their own religion and they created their own temple. And, and so the Jews hated them and despised them. When, when they came back out of captivity and was trying to rebuild the temple, the Samaritans said, hey, let us help you. Let us have a part. And they wouldn't. And because of that, the Samaritans hated the Jews. And there was a cultural divide, a hatred. Say that with me. A, a hatred of each other. They wouldn't spit on each other if they was on fire. They didn't even want to pass on the same side of the street. They would cross the street and pass over. But Jesus said, hey, how about a drink? He was unprejudiced. He didn't care if she was a Samaritan. He didn't care that she was a woman. He didn't care that she was a woman that had a reputation. All he cared about is this woman has a soul, and I love this woman's soul, and I want to see this woman in glory. Say amen. Right. And listen, we got to quit nitpicking, and we got to quit uh, being preference or having preferential treatment of who we think we're going to witness to. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what their skin color is. Jesus died for every single man, and until you realize it doesn't matter who they are, oh, say amen. amen. And, and let me say this. Let me say this. It's, it's, not, always, it's not always a racial issue. A lot of times it is, and y'all need to get that right, get your heart right. Because if you got hate in your heart, you don't have God in there. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. That's Bible. But here's what we do. We'll look at somebody that looks a little shady. Come on, brother. Come on. Y'all are so funny. I love looking at these reactions and these faces. How many of y'all can be honest for about 20 seconds? Come on. Can you do it? How many of y'all seen somebody and they, they're probably Rough. Rough. And you thought, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My daughter had a, an experience. Uh, somebody was using some colorful language. And, uh, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit was leading her to witness and invite. And, and, and colorful, colorful. Y'all with me? Color, I'm talking about navy colorful. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this person, this person realized, uh, are you the preacher's kid? And mine said, yes. She says, I'm going to hell. <laughs> What's the point? She just needs what we got. She's no different. She's no worse. Paul said if it wasn't for the grace of God, there would we be all. Matter of fact, some of y'all come to church and, and claim Jesus and still talk like that. You're worse. Anyway. But sometimes we're going to run into people like, oh. Don't predetermine whether you think they will or won't. 
Just, just go after them all. Just go after them all. I don't care what they look like. Somebody accused Temple. So look at the riffraff going up in that church. That's the greatest compliment ever. I'm glad I go to a church that I can go into this community and invite anybody and they can feel at home. One, one gentleman said, said, my hair's a little bit longer. What would they say about it? I, they'll probably try to get you to pick a guitar. Amen, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Junior. There you go, buddy. I'm trying to make a point, guys. I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of what all these people think you got to be and do and all this kind of stuff. And their churches are shriveling up and dying by the thousands. And America's going to hell a hundred miles an hour. We're worried about so much stupid junk that means nothing. While we're holding on to the greatest cure of humanity. And we won't share our story. Do you have something to offer? Then take the initiative and tell somebody. Don't be, don't be prejudiced in your actions. Don't care about what they look like. Don't care about what their background is. Don't care about, watch this, the social status. This woman was shocked that Jesus spoke to her. The disciples were shocked that Jesus spoke to her. But he didn't care about none of that. I don't care who you are. I'm going to tell you. I don't care who you are. I want you here. I don't care what you look like. I want you in this building. I want to tell you Jesus loves you just like you are. You don't have to fix nothing, stop nothing, change nothing. Just come to Jesus just like you are. Quit worrying about all your issues and all your problems. Listen, just come to Jesus just like you are. He'll handle all the rest. And let me say this. We're we're done. We're done. But I, 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 I just want to. I just want to throw this in here. Here's the cliche. Here's the cliche. Y'all have heard this a million times. People don't care how much you know till they know. Come on, everybody. Now, now look at me. You see, y'all, y'all had this bad habit of y'all start wrapping stuff up and looking down and I'm still talking. Come on, look at me because this is the most important part. This is the most important part. Look at me. Look at me. I wanted that young lady in that business. I just sat down. I was in a hurry. I was in a hurry. How many of y'all know that the traffic on, on 157 on the hospital side in, in, in the afternoon will, will, will cause you to lose your religion? <laughs> Nelson, I know y'all live over there, don't you? God, it's a wonder y'all still saved. I'd be watching on the internet or something, man. Ain't no, it's, it's unmerciful. So I wanted to get in there and get out because well, I was doing business over on the Eva Road. And, and, but I just sat down. I, I, well, what can we? And just, uh, I care. I care. Listen, we've got to care about people. And by the way, 
We have to care about people more than we care about ourselves. And I know that's not popular, and I know that's not what's being taught in today's culture, but watch this right here. Watch this right here. Every believer is a disciple, right? Come on. Every believer is a Watch what Jesus said about being a disciple. Unless a man will deny himself. Say it with Unless a man will. Take up his and he cannot be my How many of y'all can tell by reading this story? I know we hadn't getting very much into it. But this woman's life was changed. Because Jesus cared. There's one thing that you can see about Jesus' life over and over and over and over again. He cared about people. And if we're going to be just like Jesus, we're going to have to start caring. And all God's people say it. On the back of your paper, on the back of your notes. And by the way, if you're new, I I, I meant to tell you, on on the walls on the outside, I have these outlines every single week, every single week. And uh, so if, if you want to follow along with us, you can stop and get one. And matter of fact, if you didn't get one, stop and get one on your way out because I got a little help for you on the back. The share process. Say that with me. The share process. The share process. This is a good, easy, practical help to help you engage someone else that doesn't know Jesus. Okay? Talk, it says, and it just, it's an acrostic share. S, ask about their secular life. You just say, how you doing? Say it with me. Say it again. How are you doing? All right, H, ask about their home life. How's your family? You want to be Alabama? How's your mom and them? Right? All right, A, ask about their attitude and how they feel about the topic you're discussing. How do you, how do you feel about this, this political climate? And how do you feel about what's going on in our country? R. I know, I know you've been told never discuss politics and religion, but that's a lie. Ask about their religion, their religious or spiritual background. And, and mine is, just, hey, do you get to go to church anywhere? It's, a, it's that simple. Say it with me. Now, don't say, do you go to church? <laughs> Y'all see the difference? That's like saying, how's your kidneys? Your spleen doing all right? It's a little personal. Say amen. Do you get to go to church anywhere? And say it with a smile. And say it nice. Not condescending like you're a self-righteous Pharisee who's looking down on somebody who don't look like they go to church. Amen? Boy, I tell you, I'm rough on y'all when I'm sick. I ain't gonna lie. E, E, eternal life. Ask for permission to tell your story. Or give them your story track. And we're going to make these up. And guys, I'm going to help y'all with this. I'm going to help y'all with this. We, we found these. It's a, a really cool blessing. It says, my story. And then on the inside it says, someone shared a message with me that changed my life. Here is my story. And on the inside it's got my story. It's got how I came to Jesus. My own personal story. My name is Malcolm. You know, here we go. And, on the end, and at the end of it, it says something. It says this, watch this, this is my story, but I hope you read the rest of this letter to hear about God's story and his love for you and how you can know Jesus personally, not just a few facts about him, then you can have a story of your own. If you open it up, 
you'll see a color. This is God's story. It's the gospel, just step by step through the gospel. Is that not cool or what? Now listen, everybody's got a story. And that means you have something to offer. And if you don't have a story, that means you need to get saved. And we'll come, if you'll come up here, we'll t- we're going to take a Bible and show you how to be saved so you'll have a story. But we've been giving these out. We've been giving these out. Because every, you, you, don't, you don't have an opportunity in the drive-thru at Taco Bell all the time to share your whole story. So, so just, say, just say, hey, would you mind reading my story? I've only had one bad experience. I've only had one bad experience, and it was a Seventh-day Adventist fellow, and that's okay. That's okay. And you know, I said, hey, it's good to meet you anyway. Hope you have a great day. Just share your story. Because there's a whole lot of people, there's a whole lot of people hurting in Coleman County that need what you have to offer. And all God's people say it. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Oh, God, help us to make an impact in our community. Help us not just have a pep rally every week and not do nothing about it. Lord, it'd be a shame to have a pep rally and never show up for the game. Lord, help us to get in this community.